Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm Emily Elizabeth, and I'm the host of the What Fulfills You podcast, a show for and about individuals always seeking to be their best selves. On this show, we talk all about building the mindset, finding the right careers, creating meaningful relationships, and so much more. Welcome to the What Fulfills You podcast. Hello, hello everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the What Fulfills You podcast. My name is Emily Elizabeth. If you are brand new here, I am your host for today's episode. It is a fun raw talk segment. Quick tangent on that. If you are brand new, raw talks are something that I often do with friends or kind of more everyday people on all different topics. And so for this one, I brought one of my best friends back on. So this is actually the second time she's on the show. And we talked a little bit about everything. We intended to have her kind of ask me a little bit more direct questions this time. Um, She's always been that kind of friend who knows how to ask really good, somewhat random questions, but like in context of the conversation and just knowing how her questions often stimulate me in real life. I wanted to bring that kind of dynamic on to today's episode. So we certainly talk a little bit about everything. This is one of those conversations I think is fun. If you're listening on your morning walk or you're doing dishes, you're doing house errands and you like to turn on something fun, useful, but not like too informative, but rather more fun and engaging, this episode is for you. And one last thing I want to say, because this is a raw talk, we are pretty unfiltered. And a lot of the things we're saying could be just coming from personal opinions, but also are generally very lighthearted. So just keep that in mind when you're listening to this raw talk. So with that being said, let's dive into it. Caroline, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for having me again. We're here round two um, for the listeners. If you guys did not know, Caroline was on the podcast last year. Uh, We recorded like in February, I think it was around like Valentine's Day Mm -hmm. uh, or Valentine's Day week. And it's actually crazy because we're recording right now in January 2024. So it's like... 11 months later but right. it like, doesn't feel that does it not no it, it feels like it was like a month ago right it doesn't feel that long ago so but it's funny because i only just published that full video on youtube like a month or two ago okay. and then i sent it to you because i just i'm slow with like publishing videos like the full length so i didn't get a chance to publish it until like december or november that's why I like sent it to you randomly one day. I was like, hey, like here's the video version if you want to see it. Yeah, I think we're going to have to do some more of these. Yeah, I know. <laughs> these are fun. Um, I hope eventually we can get like Tara here, our other lovely friend. 100%. So we can do like a little trio convo. I think that'd be gold. <laughs> yeah, right? that would yeah. be gold. Um, but till then. I've been trying to like yeah. plant the seed for that. So right? <laughs> we're God. working on it. I know. Um, so it's fun because you finally live in the city now. 
before right. you were a frequent visitor so many changes right? i feel like even in the last like <laughs> a month you know how has it been like okay so let's start with that how has life been for you moving to new york what were some of the things that you were hesitant about and now that you've made the jump are you glad you're in the city now because i feel like a lot of my listeners are aspirationally hoping to live in a big city new york is some of one of them but i'll have girls dm me talking about like hey i'm visiting new york for the weekend like would love to meet you if you're around and they're like talking about how they dream of moving to new york or something they're thinking about and i feel like it's kind of fun hearing it from a more fresh perspective because i'm here two and a half years in now so yeah you know it's a little like well i love it so yeah i am and i am i'd be curious what you think about this too but i feel like i this is my first real week and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've had all my furniture and everything like keep coming in. So every day I've noticed that, you know, I'm getting more and more settled. But one of the biggest things um, I've realized is like I've had a lot of like packages stolen. Mm. So that's something to super like, like keep that top of mind. Yeah. Um, I know you have a doorman. So like yeah. your building's completely safe. That's yeah. like definitely like a great thing to have. I still have like doors with the butterfly camera and all that. Um, which on that note, really quick, yeah. I'm just going to give a shout out because this company, Peak, I, I've i reached out to every vendor of the packages that were stolen. Then they sent me a whole new shipment. So oh, I'm wow. super excited to try this and I'm going to have you try this too. Okay. It's like a hydration, yeah. um, youthful skin thing. So that's going to be great. Yeah. Love and that. yeah, um, on that note, really quick, I'm going <laughs> to yeah, also yeah. just say Plug I in. love colostrum <laughs> and I got this from Nick Sharma and or the idea of it and i've been using both those in my water and i'm super happy about that what wait so what are the benefits of that what's it called colostrum or the peak yeah i mean both so peak i had a facialist um at miraval okay and they were so it's a resort luxury wellness spa and she was telling me that it's been amazing for her because she was like almost 50 had almost no wrinkles okay she doesn't do botox and she said wow. that peak she's like i highly highly recommend this okay especially for fine lines and like filling um like just the hyaluronic acid yeah, and everything yeah, yeah. will help your skin look more youthful and like plump wow so she's like i do this every day i swear it's like the best thing i've had in a while okay so then i immediately ordered it was so excited to get it and then wow. you know yeah but they they're amazing so yeah. i'm excited and we'll try it later and see what we yeah, think yeah no i'm stoked <laughs> but that aside yeah, yeah. <laughs> new york's been awesome so far and i wonder what you think because i feel like i since it's all fresh mm-hmm. i want to like make the most of everything i want to you know get out there i joined like a social club online um and i feel like there's like activities that i just want like book back to back yeah do you still feel that same way because now it's been like a while Yes. Or, yeah. I feel like the main thing I've evolved out of is nightlife. When I first moved here, okay. as you know, I went out a lot and yeah. I went out a lot by myself. Right. I and love that's that. something a lot of people argued with me. So I had a clip go somewhat viral on TikTok and Instagram because it was me and this other girl talking about how you can get into any club by yourself here in New York. Uh, because it's like just you just go up to the door guy and say I'm here by myself and then they will let you in again that was always my experience maybe it's luck of the draw I don't know but it's something I did when I first moved here because I had friends that had different nightlife interests you know how much I love house music and I would do anything to go to see house music or hear house music right (laughs) yeah so um you know I some girls are like I don't really care to see MK or like this UK house, which I love. Like UK house is very different. It's just like 
so vibey and if you've ever seen me like with house music like you and tara have seen me i'm just all happy i'm smiling i'm yeah. all like, giddy you vibe know? right <laughs> i'm just like on a different vibe so i'll go by myself and most of that first year i went out by myself and i it was the greatest experience though i love that right I like i went that. to you know that lounge by myself the butterfly in soho i would go to nebula this like house nightclub went to yeah a lot of nightclubs and in most of the time i'd show up by myself or i'd know a promoter there or just know someone there but i'd still show up to the door by myself so that's probably the main difference is i've grown out of that a bit and i'm more into like actual lounges and cocktails and like going to places with girlfriends i think part of it is obviously having a boyfriend too that plays a role yeah but um i think also it's that and being more particularly focused on like my personal vision and uh not needing that high of new york nightlife anymore and like being more particular with like okay i'm, I'm only going if it's like a dj i would die for you know type of thing yeah um but besides that i think new york has, still has the same novelty because um there's this quote that this guy said who's been here for like I don't know, over 30 years. He's like, he's he's been here for that long and he still has not seen everything you can in New York yet. And I think that's so accurate that A, there are so many different things changing, like new restaurants come about, new nightclubs come about. Like yeah. nightlife used to be primarily in meatpacking district back in the day when there was like one oak, um, you know, like those yeah. types of clubs. So it's like so much has changed in 10, 15 years. And so um, I feel like novelty in a city like New York and like London and Paris and like big metropolitan cities are always changing, yeah. which is why they stay at the top as a global city mm. because everything happens there. So, um, yeah, so I love it. I don't really see myself ever not having some sort of base here. I wondered if I was going to personally struggle with balance. Okay. Because, because I yeah. feel like I love to do things and I'm so active and there's yeah. always like things to do and then, you know, work and then friends and family and whatnot mm -hmm. i'm finding that it's not as um daunting as like i thought it might be yeah so but for you i'm curious how do you keep your balance in your day-to-day -day routine and like yeah when do you decide that you're going to spend time with like friends versus like sit at home work have a dinner to yourself and all right. that um okay that's actually a good question so for me i anytime if i'm going to do more things like on my own like dinner at home by myself they're usually earlier in the week, like Monday okay. and Tuesday. If I don't have plans, I don't quite care because I'm like, those are my self, like night to myself evenings. And then those earlier in the week, like Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday, I'm often waking up earlier than Thursday and Friday. So those days I will wake up usually 6 or 6.30 because my workout is usually around 7 or 7.30. So you start the week off super strong. Yes. And okay. then the site like, Thursday and Friday, I'll like today I woke up closer to 7.30 and I'll still go to the gym and everything, but um, it, it's like a little bit more pushed back and a little bit more relaxed to give myself breathing room. Okay. Yeah. But um, I think the other part in how I prioritize and stay balanced is actually having in my calendar that I'm going to like I'll play tennis in Queens, like in, out where the US Open is. I literally take a train at 6.50 and I get out there at like 7.20 and well actually technically I take the subway up to the Penn Station and from Penn Station out to Queens flushing and that's where I play tennis and I take the same commute back um, so like things like that for me is like such a priority because it keeps me sharp but that's because I used to be an athlete and because I don't have it anymore I think 
without it it makes me not as sharp so it's your routine yeah and like mental okay yeah, yeah, yeah so and then so that's why too i prioritize those earlier in the week because i know like here living in new york i'll probably do dinners more frequently on like a wednesday thursday or friday or like if it's a weeknight then yeah usually wednesday or thursday so i know like okay if i went out to dinner thursday i went home a little bit later I have room to do my workout at eight on Friday instead of seven. You know oh, what I God. mean? I know it's so <laughs> like <laughs> need to work on that. <laughs> but like that's just like for me, and I mean my boyfriend's worse. He wakes up at fucking like five AM and he's nuts sometimes. So I think like when I'm around him I feel a little bit behind. But I think that's like the nice like tangent too. Like when you're dating someone that has a very similar vision and discipline, it helps reinforce what you want to do as well i agree yeah i think that's great. i think it's very important to date someone that ha- is on a very similar trajectory and habit like stacking in a way or like they're yeah. doing very similar habits because i've dated people that didn't have that same drive or discipline and i noticed that not that it took me back but rather i saw the the friction that it had in our dynamic because we we weren't doing similar things around the same times you know like hmm. it's it's hard if i'm waking up at seven and they're still sleeping in until 10 especially in the dynamic where i'm the girl and they're the guy yeah right it might be a little different if it's reversed but for me i noticed like it, it wasn't as motivating to be dating someone that didn't care for the same thing especially like health it's like hey i'm waking up to go play tennis like what are you yeah. doing you know yeah i find that like that is very like relationship dependent mm. and i'd say that like i've not been on the same schedule per se yeah as most people i've dated um and it can work but like yeah it would be probably ideal if we wake up around the same time yeah but i guess just depends you know yeah it's hard with the little like circadian rhythm sleep cycle differences and no all i get yeah we talked about it too last year where it was like the question of um I think it was like a specific animal, but the you, lion, yeah, the bear, yeah, yeah, dolphin, yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah. and like whether I'm a morning person or not. Yeah. Like that's the thing. You're a lion. <laughs> am, am I a lion? Yeah, Are lions lion. like morning people? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I, I think I'm not. I'm a wolf because I'm up at night. Okay. You know, it's like oh, opposite. <laughs> I see. I see. Okay. I. It's interesting. I. I don't know. I think I'm a morning person, but by discipline, not by nature. Mm-hmm. So I think usually I okay. would prefer to sleep in until like 7.30 or 8. But because I know I've got shit to do. Yeah. And um, especially living in an expensive city like New York and being an entrepreneur, yeah. I know that I can't slack or else I have to go back to like my old job, for example. And not that it, there's anything wrong with it, but I've I've, I've allocated this many years to building this dream. It's a so, drive, right? Yeah. So I can't, you know, I, I'm very lucky to live by myself, right? I live in my own studio apartment, but that comes at a price, right? Right. So it's right. like, how are you going to pay those bills? Yeah. You know what I mean? So that keeps me driven. And I think, interestingly, I don't know if you felt this yet, like moving to New York, but people will say, New York is so expensive. How do you do it? And why is it worth it? To me, it it forces me to sharpen that skill and, and, and sharpen my desires of, is this really what you want, right? Yeah. Because it comes with this price and are you willing to do what it takes to be able to do that? And I say that because for the people that think it's not worth it, then that's that's fair, it's true in your reality. 
But in my reality, I see it worth it. And I think especially when I see people like Ryan Serhant, where he's selling all these homes that are one, two, three, four million dollars in New York. I think about how, well, if I'm going to complain about paying, you know, a couple thousand dollars of rent, like how are these people paying and affording million dollar homes, right? Multi-million dollar homes that are beautiful spaces. Like I would love to be able to buy one of those one day, but I also never counted myself out coming from a small town. I was always like, well, someone's buying these $4 million homes. Like, why can't I do that too? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, someone did it. You're right, right, right. <laughs> so that's my mentality. And I feel like that's been the impact of like living in a city like New York is you see the huge wealth gap. Yeah. And it's motivational from both sides. And I almost, and you did mention this on, I think, a story the other day, but I almost think it's fun. I've been learning to like, see how you can maximize the dollar a little yeah. bit yeah, yeah and i yeah. know you mentioned like built rewards and like yeah, your yeah, other yeah. post and like i think there's like all those little hacks that you find along the way are great yeah like green chef delivers like six meals a week yeah the first one was thirty dollars wow. it's all organic it's like wow. really great stuff and then it's like okay that's actually like you know could feed me for the whole week right. if you really wanted to like no, live by that and it's though. healthy and like yeah. cheap yeah yeah no, it's like Green Chef. Why are you not sponsoring the show? <laughs> yeah, Green Chef. <laughs> Give me a code. Green Chef, I got a code for you. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, seriously, I think like that's the fun part about, I don't know, living in a city and learning how to be savvy in different ways like yeah. with your money, with how you take care of yourself, with like building your life. And, you know, again, it's not like you have to be here for the rest of your life. But I think there's something very different about the energy of living in a metropolitan city. That you with the entrepreneur side, I definitely think that's a huge motivator in the morning too, yeah. like you're saying. And like also just making things like it's that hacky side. So yeah. Fun. Like yeah. class pass, don't get your hair done in class pass, but like class pass, I feel like is great. You get the nails, yeah, facial, yeah, yeah. like whatever you want, you know? Yeah. No, I, I love it. I use it for going to solid core. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> I love Pilates. Oh, uh, I have a quick question before yeah. we pivot to the next yeah. thing. But because um, when you're going in, you know, up to your tennis and all of that, mm -hmm. are you one, are you a calendar person via mobile or mm -hmm. like you write it down? OK. And then I'm, two, yeah. um, two, my other question would be like in that, is it great to have a commute? Because since everyone's working from home nowadays, I don't feel like there's the commute where mm -hmm. I used to like that in the morning where yeah. it's like I have one hour or half an hour that I have to do whatever I can in yeah. a confined space while I'm like doing nothing else. You know what I mean? Right, right. So I use a calendar, Google Calendar. Okay. And I color coordinate it. Like, really? Yeah. So, like, I'll actually show you. Yeah, I would, I think right this now. would be great. I would love to get I'll some organizational you. tactics. So, like, okay. So you, you guys won't be able to see, but like you see how my calendar is? Yeah. It's all color. So blue is workout. Okay. Red is just like, so I don't miss it. It's like usually appointment Important. related or like urgent, right? P uh, purple, this color is anything podcast related. This, like this brown, like tan taupe color, which I feel like is like my color as a whole. Wow. Is um, anything that's like related to just me, like Emily lifestyle, whatever. So I'll write down like my commute. I'll write down like my getting ready. I need this, Emily. Yeah, I need you to do it. Like that's my this. flights. Or like I'll write down like how I'm stopping by like Credo Beauty, my little influencer dinner last night. Like I wrote down our dinner tonight. You know I what love I mean? That. Yeah. And I do that because so I've done this since college in terms of color coordination and Google Calendar. And the reason why I do that is because um, I like to look at my calendar, for example, especially the fitness thing. Staying fit is such a priority for me. And so I need to make sure I see at least minimum four blue blocks on my calendar. 
And if I see it, if I don't see four, I'm like, all right, you gotta, you gotta insert it somewhere. Wow, you know what I mean? okay. Yeah. So it's a visual thing. I'm like, blue, if I, if I didn't see four, that's alarming. You know what I mean? Wow. So if I like look at my week and I look at it on a Sunday night and I'm like, I don't have four locked in. I gotta like add a soul cycle class or something. You know what I mean? I'll be like, all right, can I do it Thursday morning? Okay, what am I doing Wednesday night? Oh, okay, I'll sh I should be able to make that 7 a.m. class. All right, let me book that 7 a.m. class. And although that's so structured, are you open and flexible with that moving around of those things? Or do you try to like adhere to it as most as possible? Unless um, something's yeah. like super like, okay, definitely yeah, yeah, I'll do yeah. that. So that's funny because that's like the big difference between me and I think a lot of left brain leaning entrepreneurs, like my boyfriend as an example, where they're very structured and very by the hour. Mm. Whereas I might move mine 30 minutes and that because they're o so OCD more often than not, that like throws them off. Mm. So for me, um, I just make up those 30 minutes at the end of the day. Got it. Right. So like if I still need to keep working, I'll just still work. I don't have like a hard stop. The regarding the commute though, I personally enjoy it. Again, something that a lot of guys or girls who like to habit stack or be optimal with their time, they probably don't love the commute thing. But I love it because as a creative entrepreneur, I get a lot of new ideas during the commute. I get my reading time in during the commute as well. So if I didn't read that morning, I would just read on the subway and train. That's a 45 minute train to tennis. I think in that way it is optimal then, you yeah, know, because yeah, yeah. that is time that actually, like, let's say not having that, mm -hmm. it either I could be sleeping yeah. longer instead yeah. of driving, right? right? Or there could just be like other things that, you know, you could kind of shift and like actually have more of like a productive day right, with. Right, but the, I think the issue is like for some people, it's hard to read on the subway versus in their bed, for example. You know what I mean? So I think okay. I think that comes down to personal preference and one must be very self-aware of personal preference. For me, I prefer to be on the go a little bit more than in one place. Whereas I would say someone like my brother, who's a little bit more, he's a software engineer. He probably can sit and stare at a wall and like work with like multiple monitors and like be there all day. Whereas I need to go to a podcast studio, then I need to go to a coffee shop and then I need to go to Soho house or something. Cause like, <laughs> right? <too. laughs> oh, house, wow, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right, I need sounds, to go to Soho house. Sounds like a great day. <laughs> Um, what I really am saying, you guys, I swear, I'm not like this, like, I don't know, it's like, uh, no, it helps sassy. your flow. No, it does help my flow though. It really does. Because sometimes again, I'm, I, I used to wish I, I was a really bad test taker in high school. And so I used to wish that I was better at sitting still and focusing and, you know, being able to just do the damn work. But I just grew up and realized like, oh, I'm not structured like that. And I started to rather adapt to how I am naturally structured yeah. and work towards that. So a lot of guys I know, like if they're not waking up at five and going to the gym, they'll probably do the gym midday or something. I can't do the gym midday or end of the day anymore. Like I need it first thing in the morning, especially when I don't have makeup on. I'm still like, like I don't, I didn't shower yet. Like I can yeah. go to the gym first, get my sweat in and then get ready for the day. Whereas I know a lot of guys that or entrepreneurs rather would have already started their day by eight and mm -hmm. I'm not really touching my computer till usually 10, 1030. Do you wear makeup every day? Like, do you get ready like that every day? Not always, okay. um, especially if I'm going to be home all day or if I'm not doing anything that um, I really care to be like touched up for. Got it. But I'd say on most days, I'd say like 50% of the week, I do wear makeup just to put myself together. Mm. And it could be really light too. Like I could wear like a tinted moisturizer. 
um, some mascara and, and blush or something and a little bit of lipstick and I'll call it a day. But like if it's like I know I'm going to go to dinner that night, then I will just go ahead and do my makeup yeah, as well yeah. in the early part of the day. And yeah. retouch up later or no? I, if I need to, I usually try to swing it where it's like good for the whole day. Okay, got <laughs> but it. Um, I do like to dress up most days though. Like I like to wear like nice pants, yeah. like boots, like blazer. Like I'm an outfit girl, so... I think it is important. I'm always like look good, polished. feel good. Yeah, polished. I'd say you're really polished. Right. And like little nails thing. Like I think yeah. that's just <laughs> I think it's just so important because um I don't know, like you never know. Like you like especially if you're single, right? Like I'm not single, but like if you're a single girl and you're not dressed to the nines, like you you might be missing an opportunity where your future husband came up to you. True. Right? Yeah. I think some people might be like, Oh well, you know, hopefully he'd come to me anyway, but it's like, well, maybe he wouldn't. Right, you know? right. He's like, gonna remember the outfit you were wearing. Like yeah. it often happens. Better to have that first impression. Yeah. Than anyone, I guess. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, let's pivot a little bit okay. to friendships. All right. Um, something or questions that I get often uh, from my listeners is around misalignment in friendships, and I talked about this with you earlier, but I feel like something that. I don't really actually hear often from women is talking about friendships that fade or when you kind of outgrow friends. And I think this is very common in your 20s, especially like we graduate college at 22. And I think this starts to hit slowly around 24 and 25, give or take, mm-hmm. because the first year or two, you're really trying, trying to stay in touch and like you're making time to see your college friends. But then you get a year or two into your job and your career and maybe your new city and you start to outgrow people and like right. outgrow interests um and even myself included it's like super unfortunate but there was a, a girlfriend of mine that i was good friends with in college and i was actually a bridesmaid in her wedding i don't know if i actually ever told you the story but i haven't talked to her since her wedding wow yeah and it's like super it's super sad because huh. i I've always been the one that actually reached out to her and would like check in and say hey and I think it was after the wedding and there was there was a weird uh girl jealousy scenario not from her but like her other bridesmaids I think I told you about that if you recall. yeah I do remember that and so um I think that might have played a part too and it's just super unfortunate where we we might talk about it too where it's like competitive friends or in that case it was like just jealous girls or competitive girls and I felt like such an outcast because actually uh believe it or not you guys it led to a point where one of the bridesmaids removed me from the bridesmaids group chat dude yeah oh my god right and it's so crazy and so you know it's 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 one of those things where you kind of look back and you're like I think for me I, I feel like I've always been outcasted a lot and a lot of people tried to compete with me in different ways if they felt overshadowed by me and a lot of the times I actually would dim down what I do and so I think that's been one part of how like friendships would fade but the whole like uh the friend of mine that was who got married and like I haven't talked to her since her wedding that like it it wasn't because of that I think it was just the fact that we probably uh maybe a didn't see eye to eye on that situation and she might probably heard different stories and that's totally normal but I think secondly probably share a different level of interest in staying connected. I think I put in a lot of effort and um, prior to it and she kind of, you know, maybe just like got married and just had a different, you know, life and didn't see us really connecting as much. So she maybe didn't try, but it is kind of sad, right? It's like when you're bridesmaid totally. in the wedding. 
So. Yeah, that's making me reflect on, like, the weddings I've been in. Mm-hmm. I think the other part is, like, it's not that maybe, um, you know, the care or anything is gone. It's just that the amount of effort from both get waned. And it's not, like, because of a reason. It's just... Well, I guess the reason would be that everyone just gets busy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when you enter a marriage or a partnership that's, like, very serious like that and, you know, your life is starting to be like, well, what's next? Probably a baby, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you're trying to spend as much time as you can with that person before your life changes forever right. in that dynamic that you're in, right? right? So I think there's, like, an element of that on the marriage side. And mm-hmm. then also when, you know, your friends are single, it's, like, harder, not harder to connect with them, but you just have different, um, you know, things you like to do. Right. And it's, like, the stories that you're going to share are right. going to be not, like, relatable as much. Totally. Right? Totally. So those are hard. Yeah. Um, it takes a concerted effort from... Yeah. hopefully both sides but definitely more so probably from the single girl side right right and but here's the thing though too something i was thinking about honestly just in reflections about friendships um because i shared with you also earlier that i kind of had made a recent decision of probably like silently uh more or less parting ways with uh another friend and it's more i think out of lack of alignment in values Mm. and i think that that goes everywhere i mean i shared this part too on a different episode a while back but there was someone that i was once friends with and um i introduced her to a guy that i thought that she would hit it off with the caveat is that i did go out with this guy on one date Mm -hmm. um like way back in the day but i know that she had slight interest in him and i knew that i only wanted to be friends with him so i introduced them and the weird part was that after that introduction uh she like completely disappeared i remember that yeah are they still dating no i don't think so okay i I, i'm not even sure nor do i really care but i i would speculate i don't think so okay but um it's it's a bummer because i think i was super naive to how that plays in a girlfriend friendship where you think that like like i don't know like why like why did it occur like that and also the all that to say i just fast forward i was thinking about how you know if that person's like a real friend of mine and really would serve longevity friendship with me they would share different values and would have different values that would enable us to be friends still in that like if that situation happened and i was in her position i personally could not imagine myself proceeding or like treating a friend especially one that introduced me to a guy that i liked that way Mm -hmm. you know what i mean i would at least a have a conversation about it if i felt any kind of way i don't know if there was any potential jealousy or like it didn't sit well with her that i had gone out or he had interest in me before but i think either way i just wouldn't handle it that way if that makes sense and i know that right and i think i know that the friends in my life would also handle it the way i shared which Mm. is with integrity communicating about it and also valuing the relationship with like the person you've known longer or just like the person that like was there for you right so um that knowing that she didn't share that at least seemingly to my face uh, made it a lot easier to recognize like oh you know this person's not aligned with me um not aligned for my life because they don't share those values yeah yeah that makes sense yeah do you find what other values would you say that are top of mind for you when you think of friendships that either you like want to have or are are, like ideal and like you know yeah important for you to have around you I guess I think of it's so funny because I'll talk about you and Tara to my boyfriend and I'm like what's the easiest choice you can make window instead of middle seat picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket outsourcing business tasks you hate 
What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Like, you know, you guys are the two people that has never failed to, like, always, like, lift me up. Yay. Like, you guys are just not. And I think it's so cool because I had limited experience with it as a... I don't know, I, I think from as a former athlete back in the day growing up and also just, you know, building something for myself, a lot of girls either underestimated what I was doing or was slightly jealous, which I understand to a degree. But I think that if you're a real friend, you are building them up. You're like excited for them mm-hmm. and you use what they're doing, if anything, as inspiration, if that's something you want to do. Yeah. Right. But like. And, and it's also okay, like, I know Tara probably doesn't care to do things that I do, but she's, like, supporting me. Like, she bought, like, five card games in the beginning, you know? Yeah, yeah, It's, yeah. like, things like that that, like, like, and I remember I had friends, and, and no issue with that at all, but they'd be, like, they would ask me more or less to, like, send it to them for free, and that's totally diff- fine. But, like, Tara just, like, outright, like, bought this, didn't yeah. ask for a discount code, just, like, hey, I'm going to buy five of these, and, you know, I'm going to gift them to, like, my fam and whatever, yeah, you yeah. know? That's just so different. So I think that's something I really look for in female friendships or just people that are saying, like, fuck yeah, like, that's so great, you know? Or, like, good for you because we talked about it earlier as well that I think it is more common for women to face jealousy in friendships and like a little bit of competitiveness yeah more so than men oh yeah right? i agree and i and maybe that i was actually just talking to this talking about this with somebody i think men have that like more of an alpha role mm-hmm. right and so like men are in a group where they're like deciding who's alpha mm-hmm. and it's unsaid mm-hmm. like it's it's in some way right it's just men language and once that kind of gets like determined in some regard there's not necessarily like much to like argue about Maybe if there's like in that's kind of like Animal Kingdom too, right? right? Where it's like maybe at first there's like a little bit of competition between them, and then once it's established, it's like that's kind of it. Yeah, women are just constantly in the environment of like we have we. Maybe it's because of like you know finding the right mate or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I think by nature women are just mm. more like a little bit more competitive in that right. regard. So they always try to make themselves look like the more appealing like right. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, but that's why I was like There's so fascinated. There's so many people in the right? world, though. You right. know? <laughs> like, but I think it's like so fascinated that when I think about just like girl friendship, I was like, that's what I was telling my boyfriend. It's like these two girls are the ones I've never experienced any kind of jealousy or like weird vibes from. Yeah, it's always just like 
like good energy with you guys you oh 100 percent, right and, and like, i love you you know that. what i mean <laughs> like, like even just like going to miami and i remember like when i first met you it was like around like we were technically going to miami for my birthday like three four years back and it's just like we vibed right away yeah and it's just like it's all chill like they're, they're just like no bad vibes yeah we ran it back again right? like it was so good <laughs> i had to go back right still have to go back again i know, I know. we haven't been back since but um no i all, all that to say like i think for girls like if you're struggling it's so important to be aware of pinpointing like those people that uplift you mm-hmm. and you have good energy around because you definitely feel the people that aren't as like aligned for you and aren't as good for your energy because it's just a night and day difference uh, yeah you know what i mean like yeah. i can hit you up and like tell you about anything i can call tara up it's just like but i can't always do that with other people yeah you know yeah yeah there's just like like i don't know i don't feel like there's no judgment either it's just like, right you know, right that's huge huge i feel like huge. there is definitely no ju- <laughs> i'll talk about a lot of different shit with you yeah. it's like no judgment at all yeah <laughs> right God, you, some black books right? you know right? there's like there's, there's, there's some, a lot of things right? to talk about right and it's like no judgments i don't know it's just like and i think that's rare it is rare in friendships among women it's just like there's sometimes small elements of each but not like the whole thing where it's mm-hmm. like supportive no judgment no jealousy uh like we'll answer your call or we'll call back like even if it's like two months of not talking you know what i mean yeah like we're always like doing our own thing but it's like i can facetime any of you guys and it's like yo what's up yeah. you know yeah, yeah it's just like not weird so those are the friendships i look for it's yeah it's like really good on the soul you yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> and like just like about it. We have combos where we just get it too. Like yeah. we can talk about a lot of things. We can talk about the deep stuff, the consciousness stuff. We can talk about I don't know our nails. Like we can just talk about anything though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas I can I can definitely think of, you know, other female friendships where there are limits to topics I talk about mm-hmm. just because there's lack of interest or lack of range. Even, yeah. Right. Hundred percent lack of range. Like yeah. you two, we I have like full range on talk about politics. Yeah like everything right and it's like fun (laughs) yeah it is and actually that goes on to like i feel like you said something earlier in the car yeah which i thought was huge where you're like um saying how basically when you know we're having conversations and we have differing opinions Mm -hmm. it doesn't really matter yeah because it's like we both can have such strong mindsets about certain things and feel certain ways but then like you know it's such a a nice blend of like how we collaborate around it even if we have different opinions like and i've uh I feel like that's just a huge thing I also like want to keep with my friends where it's right. like I totally respect you as a person you know you're yeah. your own individual and I love like hanging out with you and so it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. we you know having that whereas couples in a like you know relationship are kind of st- sometimes will struggle with that that's so true right that is so true actually yeah yeah no I'm actually thinking about that because there's this there's this um 18 year old girl or she's 19 now and I met her in skating and we're actually really good friends but something I noticed we always we always butt heads around i think views of the world Mm. and it's very cute because i've learned had to learn how to be patient with her in that one thing she hates is feeling like she's uh like as if that i treat her like she's young and doesn't know anything yeah and i definitely don't treat her that way but i have shared with her like in good faith that hey i don't think that you're unaware by any means but to be fair you 
haven't had a boyfriend before you haven't hit college yet she's she's literally going to college right now yeah and so there's a lot of things you will experience that might shift your views and that's all i'm saying and yeah and they're coming right she's a classic teenager i mean hopefully actually right right but she's a teenager that's like pushing back on me and it's very cute and and she's still like her and i recognize we butt heads all the time but i'm like I respect your opinion still. Like, you don't have to come at me. Like, I'm just the messenger. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But it's like, you know, you're going to hit drinking age at some point and you're going to hit dating at some point. You're going to, you know, experience these nuances in college where right. you definitely see p- past your high school uh, social environment. Yeah. And that'll change a lot of things. And yeah. so it's like me being a 26 year old, I'm like, all right, just, just let her be. <laughs> I feel like that's my intro to being a mom. <laughs> yeah. Right? Okay. Love that. <laughs> like, yeah. I got to learn how to be patient, but I'm like, I don't know if I want a daughter. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, you know, you have a, you'll have a different starting base right, too. Right, so, right. You know, yeah. Hopefully we have kids around the same age and time oh, frame. Be Cause that, so would be, great. that would be, I kind of, I, I could kind of see that. I could too. Right. Where, like where, if you had to pick an ideal age, what would it be? To have kids? Yeah. Well, now, oh, yeah, it would have been like before 30. But For real? You wanted that before? Well, like, you know, when you're younger, I feel like you look at 25 when you're like 18 and you're like, oh, I'm definitely going to be married and have kids by then. OK. Then you get to 25 and you're like, oh, my God. Yeah, there's no chance I could be married right, right now. Right, right. And then right. it's like 27. Now I'm 28. And it's like, well, I'm just still don't want to be married right now. Yeah. But like soon, I guess. But it's like I even think more about the kids. Right. I would definitely want one before 32. For real? Maybe even two. Maybe. Oh, okay. For Just because that, I think that's so. Two, two within the next four years? Well, that's like the idea, you know? Okay, But okay. it doesn't mean it'll happen. It's just okay, okay. age-wise, I have that thing where it's like you look at a number and you're like, probably by then I should have this, but doesn't mean I will. Yeah. Okay. I guess for me, I think I, I imagined okay, in a perfect world. Yeah. First, around 34. Okay. And my second, around 36. So my main thing would be that I would ideally want to have them kind of back to back yeah, or somewhat back to back, like two to three years apart okay. and then call it a day. Like I just want two kids. I think that's good. But then it also is a, just one book I read called The Defining Decade. And mm-hmm. it's like, I've heard of it. you have to have like your, your plan. And this is kind of where it just depends on age and timeline, but you have your kids. If you want kids now you have to be like, okay, well, it's going to take me a year to be pregnant. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you'll be pregnant for a year. So then now you have to go a year before that. And then you're probably like mm. married, right? Or mm. whatever it is. And then a year before that for engagement. And yeah. then maybe another year before that for dating. Yeah. So then it's like when you start to like look at timelines right, in life, right. they always are a little bit longer than maybe they seem like they will be. Yeah. But also, I guess age wise, I just always thought like I wanted to be a younger mom because I liked the idea of like mm. growing with them and like being around, you know, if they're 20 and I'm like, I don't even know how old I'm maybe, yeah, but yeah. just like closer right. in age yeah, to like yeah. be more relatable to Well, them. how old was your mom when she had you? Because mine was, I think, 36 or 37. Okay, so that probably, that's interesting. Yeah, my mom, I think, was 30. For real? Yeah. Oh, wow. She got married at 21. Actually, no, that was for Ryan. I think I was, she was 27 for me. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I guess that's probably normal age back then, too. 27 was probably like yeah cause she was like, married like 22 23. yeah i think that's back then i feel like a lot of people are having kids a bit later nowadays oh definitely right and the women are working a yeah. lot more and now there's just like completely different like financial stability with having mm-hmm. two people working yeah. and yeah and now people are a lot more i think conscious about yeah who they're marrying 
and which it takes I think, a lot more trial right you know? right which i you think you see someone in a lot of things and then be like well do i will i stick around with this right. one forever i don't know right <laughs> but okay that being said though and i want to hear your take on this i noticed speaking of like being more mindful and conscious mm-hmm. with partner selection who you're dating something i was thinking about the other day you know i've looked up to a lot of successful athletes growing up and as i've grown older the one thing i look up to them about is actually their well-roundedness so there are the i don't know like the lebron james of the world and and the kobe bryant's of the world and things like that but like of course tennis being one of my main sports roger federer was someone that i always admired right a lot and we I, talked about it right last I think, year. yeah right we did yeah. did we yep okay so i don't know so i tried and true still right? so clearly still, he's still right? on your mind for that yeah. yeah and the reason why is because as i've come across a lot of different conversations and social media clips on like the andrew tates and uh this i don't know even like red pill stuff and the whole the whole shebang i think about like okay is that really true for apparently all these successful men? And I think about it in a, in a few different ways. I think number one, the men that I admire, they all share very similar values, right? Yeah. They're, they're all laser focused, which is why they're successful, but they all share like family values, integrity. They would much rather have a ride or die by their <laughs> side versus like, you know, a bunch of models on a boat type of thing. And I really, and I say that because I feel like, again, not assuming, but, you know, I feel like sometimes Andrew Tate kind of shares that mindset of, well, if you're a successful man and you're in your mid, late 30s, like you're like peaking, like you can have a bunch of models on a boat in Miami or Dubai or wherever, you know, cool. But then I look at the other men that are actually successful and well-rounded, right? When they win Wimbledon or the US Open or a Grand Slam, who did, who do they go to? They go to their player box. Yeah. After they fall on the ground and they're like, I won this Grand Slam, they run to their family. They kiss their kids, they kiss their spouse, they hug their coach, they're rocks. They, right? Right? They're rocks. And so without that, these successful people, man or woman, but I'm just going to highlight men because I'm talking about I date men. So that's why I look up to them because like they understand the value of that it's invaluable yeah like you can't buy that 100 right and so I think something else I recognize as a pattern amongst these men too is that because of their level of conviction in going after their dream and their vision whether it's to be the goat in tennis or the goat in basketball or the goat in football or whatever sport they are so convicted there that they often take that level of conviction into who they wanted to marry Oh, yeah, right? because that ha- that person has to be their biggest f- cheerleader, right? right? And, and that level of conviction versus, like, oh, I could have a bunch of women or I could have a bunch right, of, right? Right, Like, to be honest, I look at, like, Tara's brother. Oh, that just gave me sh- right? chills. Yeah. <laughs> like, I look at even, like, Tara's brother, to be honest. Like, I, I really admire that, like, his level of, like, conviction and knowing. And mm-hmm. I think, yes, like, for some people, it's trial and error. Or even, like, let's say, like, her parents, for example. Like, I know, like, her dad is, like, has always, like, cared about her mom. And I just, for me hearing about it gives me examples of what I would want in the future. And it's so sexy in a man, yes. right? So sexy. So like, sexy. Nothing sexier than a guy knowing what he wants yeah. and goes after it. Right. Right? Right. And I share that because a close friend of mine had a conversation who was sharing about his like recent date with this girl he's been seeing for about a month and a half. And he shared with me, they didn't end up getting to spend New Year's evening together. But he told her, like, it's okay, we'll have the rest of, like, the rest of the New Year's Eves of our lives to spend together. 
and she like he was telling me her reaction and she like ended up she's actually older than him she's like five or six years older than him and she like kissed him and was like super happy about it and just you could tell she had a good reaction she's like a super mature grounded girl and so is he and i told him like bro immediately on the spot i was like it's like your level of conviction in saying that like is like is everything and it's contagious because i think as a woman it's like you hear that and you're like yeah Oh, I love that. Right, <laughs> right? Yeah. Because it's like, it's like someone with that level of certainty. And so I think of like Roger Federer and how his wife is four years older, where a lot of people are like, oh, they love like younger women. And, and don't get me wrong. I think both sides of the coin is great. But my point is if it, you you look at the masses of what people say and then you look at the goats mm-hmm. and what they do and, and these like top tier quality people, I want the top tier what they're doing, not like the masses of oh if if you're successful and you're this this and this and you can pull all these bitches it's like i don't want a guy that thinks like that does that make sense yeah because and i don't know how much you've like followed or looked at their videos but who's that couple like ryan reynolds and blake lively oh yeah i mean blake reynolds yeah, yeah, yeah. But, or i don't know right, right. lively but um like they have such an amazing dynamic and i don't yeah. know if you've seen her speeches where she like was talking about him and <sighs> it's I've seen they're crazy cute they're crazy they're adorable and like you know he she always says about him like he runs home as soon as he finishes a show as soon as he finishes anything he like can't wait to go home so he'll like come with costume makeup and whatever on just like wants to get back to them yeah and so like I love that kind of environment I love that and also someone else too you probably know of Sarah Blakely yeah and Jesse Itzler yes 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 power couple yeah guys if you guys didn't know Sarah Blakely is the founder of Spanx Mm-hmm. which is probably like the only competitor of skims but Spanx started before skims and i was actually listening to sarah blakely on tony robbins podcast right before coming here mm. and i just love her aura her genuine yes persona and they actually met when she was 35 and he was i was like, gonna say was it around 40 but yeah they, okay. they met like he was 38 and i think she was 35 and they i think popped out kids like right after like she had four kids and so wow. she probably had them like starting at 36 yeah wow. yeah but the one thing i love too again like conviction he said that uh heard this on a podcast recently um he saw her coming to this convention in vegas and that he saw like her photo like on the lineup or something and he told the person in charge like make sure she comes to this event or something and he like knew wow yeah and the same with like founders of uh, symbiotica you know the brand yeah. yeah yeah i was listening to them on a podcast the other day and heard them say like the the husband was like I met her when I was right. 21 right on Lauren's right yes. on the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. him and her's podcast yeah and I heard it and I was like there it is like just another like you see the successful guys and he said it too actually he's like you know the Andrew Tates of the world would disagree with me but you know it's actually the focused men with the actual right partner and building is like yeah. why they're where they're at you know right. and they already sold a company before symbiotica and so they don't need to be doing what they do but um hearing that you know he said like when the moment he saw her he literally like knew who's gonna marry her and of course that's quite a stretch but i bring this back because i think that whole saying of like when you know you know i genuinely believe it because i've had other guests come on my show and say that too and they also preface it's not roses and butterflies but there is a weird instinct of like this is this is like this is the person Mm. and it takes a lot of like work though but I see that in the guys that have pursued their partner and like I admire that trait yeah because I know it exists is what I'm saying and I think modern dating might tell women that that might no longer exist for example I was just gonna say Emily so what do you think about that like (laughs) I don't really feel like men have like a lot of men yeah a lot of men 
have that trait of conviction anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't know if it's because there's like the fluoride in the water or what, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know if <laughs> testosterone is just on such a decline right. that it's like men are no longer as like, you know, like, oh, this is it. Or yeah. things are so like, I want this and I'm going to make it happen. Yeah. Oh like God. they do that for work. But what about like relationships? Yeah. You know, and like having the motivation and drive to like pursue the relationship to like make it mm-hmm. if you want it. Right. But like if you don't really want it that much, then like everyone's wasting time. But right. this generation, we're all wasting time a lot of times, you know? I, I agree. So well, why, why is that? And I, why, why does the culture... Do you think like... Well, I think a big part of it is like dating options. I think a lot of people, men and women, have this belief like, oh, but like what if this one's better? Or like, oh, I could keep swiping if they're on dating apps, right? Um, That's why I've always been an advocate of I don't go on a second date if I don't feel it on the first I remember right, you saying this, right? yes. And I and I even a lot and I hated that a lot of people were shocked that I didn't proceed to go on a second date with this pro football player that I once went out with, right? It's like so what though? Like it's not like I'm not going to be able to go on another dinner date with another guy. It's like you like women, it's like what you act like you can't go on another date eventually. Like why would you need to go on a second date with someone you know you are not going to proceed further with? Mm-hmm. Like you just know it, you know? And I think that's the thing is I see a lot of girls still going on these dates even when they're like oh, i don't know maybe at least i'll just get a free dinner out of it yeah one i, I hate, hate that mentality that. i hate, I hate that. that mentality because like go to the soup kitchen <laughs> like right. you know oh what God. i mean like seriously. do you need a meal that badly like no seriously and like if so like i don't know maybe you should like really think of like some other some other ways to make money or yeah. or like you know or just go find someone who like I don't know. It's like yeah. you should you should go back to your family and or whatever it is. Like because then it's a domino effect. Because in the men, I have a really close friend, my old coworker out in California, who always vent to me. He's like, Emily, I feel like I'm coming across all these girls that waste my money. They'll go on dates and they're still talking to other guys and like they'll be on three dates already. It's like yeah. I told him too though because I'll have the same problem where I'm like, bro, I feel like I ran into that problem as a former single girl where if I was dating and I was always monogamous and not that that was expect supposed to be expected on them. But to me, I think when you, this is how it used to be, when you reach a certain point in dating, it's like, it, why would it make sense to be still dating other people, right? Yeah. That, that's at least my experience. Again, the two exes I had too were also classically very monogamous. Like their belief was if I'm still going on a second or third date with you, like to them, it was very weird to, to still entertain another girl. And so then I adapted those beliefs very early. So then I would be going on a date. And if I even said yes to a second date with a guy, there was definitely no other guy in the picture. Yeah, I think maybe part of that comes down to like scarcity of resource. And like probably the economy honestly plays a big effect. And especially, you know, with women being like, oh, I'll go. I just want to go for dinner or whatever. Mm. And then maybe even having like a little bit of that mixed with like, I don't know, part of that like monogamy. I mean, monogamy is always like the goal if you want to ever get married. Right. Right dating is sometimes like people want to like sometimes put all their eggs in one basket because the emotional bandwidth that you have to like or if you're scared or you've been hurt Mm -hmm. and I feel like people create that wall Mm -hmm. and then it's like they're now instead of like going into dating where it's like emotionally available it's Mm -hmm. just like oh I actually am like protecting myself right Right. and then they're now spreading you know themselves a little bit thin having eggs in multiple baskets so if something doesn't Mm -hmm. work out no Mm -hmm. problem don't even matter Right. It's almost like preserving your right. emotional san- sanity and like right. internal. Thoughts. But I think about it in the same way, like sports. Right. There is no goat in a sport that played four sports. Right. 
he was a goat in tennis because he put all of his hours and off the court training in tennis mm. and he put all of his mental focus in tennis that's how he became a goat right mm. so i think i'm very mindful of that because i met a billionaire in italy who's actually a good friend of mine now very random he's in his 80s and i met him and his wife they've been married since they were 26 and they're like a year apart or the same age and something their son is not married but he's in his early 40s and something my friend and i asked them was like why do you think your son is maybe in a different place than his father who's you know very well off and um and successful and they're very grounded very low-key you would never ever be able to tell they're like very successful and had he sold two companies and his wife said and which is the mom of the son she was like you know something very different between my son and my husband is that my husband after we got married was when he started to become successful and the reason why was because he had the rock of our marriage and our family and that enabled him to stay grounded and focused in very specific areas of life he had mm. two to three which is his business his family and his partner okay. right and he said she said that he dived he dove deep into those focuses whereas their son who is in his early 40s has would say yes to going out to beer with his friends on a Thursday. Mm -hmm. And she was saying her husband would never say yes to something like that. And he, because he was more narrowly focused where her, her son spread himself thin. And that's something I realized was my aha moment in Italy. This was a random dinner in Florence. We were sitting here, they were sitting there. And yeah. just luck of the draw, we started having a conversation. And I met up with him in New York when he was in town, too. But it was it was just so cool hearing that. And, and you know, they're in their 80s, and I never really had grandparents. So he basically has turned to a grandpa I never had. I was texting wow. him this morning, actually. I was asking wow. yeah, yeah. I love that. I was telling him, hey, I, I'm love gonna that. Be, I was I'm going to be in Paris. Like, are you around in Europe? Like, you could take a, you could take a train ride over, because he lives in uh, the UK. So, right? I know. So, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was like, I was like, you and your wife want to <laughs> come over for Paris for my birthday? That's um, adorable. Yeah. Okay. Well, we got to wrap things up, but few final questions uh, from the card game. Okay. Is life what happens to you or is it simply how you perceive and react to it? Ooh. I mean, hopefully I would go with the latter. You How perceive, you perceive and You want to perceive to and react to it, right? But I think that is the thing. You can have life happen to you and you can live like that, but I don't think that is fulfilling because then you're just your whole life having that, right? Instead of making things right. happen. The other one seems like I think it everything you to almost comes down to like our mental framework and what we believe mm -hmm. in life. And so I have always believed that life is simply the way we think of it. Mm. So if we believe that we can change how we react to it, that then becomes the way we do life. Yeah. And if we believe we can't, that also then becomes how life happens to us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that. Is love a choice or a feeling? I think it starts as a feeling. And then it becomes a choice. But you have to be open to wanting love, to have yeah. love, right? Yes, I agree. I think I think it's essentially both, but I think um, I think it's a feeling, more feeling than choice. I feel like the choice comes in when it's like you've been in a partnership for ten years or something. Yeah. And and then things maybe get hard, or there's like you know lack of focus onto the relationship itself, mm -hmm. and then it's like the day to day choice of like intentionally loving this person and like trying to adhere to their needs or more yeah. and all that yeah 
I, I always love that question. It is both. It's, it a, is very, a, good it's a very thought-provoking one. One of my one of my favorites um, from the card game. Last one. Um, oh, okay. This one's a good one. What are the top two you look for in a romantic partner? Physical chemistry, lifestyle compatibility, emotional compatibility, intellectual compatibility. Okay, I'm going to have to see this yeah. one because I need to think about this. Okay. This is hard. I'll tell you top mine. Top two. Yeah, tell me. So mine would be my top two is lifestyle compatibility and like gun to the head, like these must be two. Of course, ideally, you have all four. I think yeah, yeah, you yeah, definitely yeah, need yeah, all four I agree, I agree. to have, I have a really great <laughs> relationship. But um, the top two I look for is lifestyle and emotional compatibility um lifestyle is just because there's so much that goes into it um values and you know i think something it's interesting i've always taken notice in a guy's style because their style if it's like similar to mine often parlays over into similar interests in types of restaurants we go to types of hotels we stay at or types of trips we go on that i've seen is a strong parallel so that to me is part of lifestyle compatibility is like aligned values similar interests we're health focused we're wellness focused like we prioritize our health we prioritize enjoying eating good food things like that if we didn't have that it would be conflicting and emotional i just think um i don't know i, ju- I just think like y- it's more like the you get each other mm-hmm. and you can communicate yeah. well and and it's not like awkward you know there's some guys like you've at least in my past it's like just doesn't click the same yeah to me that's like lack of emotional compatibility Okay, I feel like my answer to me, even like when I'm thinking on this, is interesting to myself because I'm going to pick emotional and intellectual. Okay. And intellectual, I I totally understand. I see the intellectual. (laughs) Yeah, right? I totally understand that. Emotional, I also understand. But I would think that, like, when I, the way that I maybe talk about some things, or Mm -hmm. like, I think physical and lifestyle are huge to me. Yeah. But like, lesser than the other two. Okay. Interesting. And I have I feel like I've mixed and matched all these. Like, I've right. tried them all. Well, I, I need all four, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I know I need, I need all, four, all four. But I'd say, like, higher emphasis yeah, 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 on, yeah. on two, like, different mix, Fascinating. mix and matches. Fascinating. Yeah. That one's a good one. I don't that know. That is a I think, great one. I think this one helps people be mindful in, in ensuring those top two is, like, present in yeah. that initial dating process, you know? It almost separates the need and the wants. Yeah. But, like, in a way that's, like, okay... Or is this person aligned to what I need? Yeah. Oh, that's I love that. <laughs> We're going to play this card game on a wine night now that you live here. We're going to have more girl nights, sleepovers, and wait. whatnot. I'm so stoked. This is amazing. Well, Caroline, thank you for coming on again for round two. You will be on for round three sooner than later. <laughs> it will not be another year. It'll probably be in a couple months. <laughs> so I'm so stoked. This thank you awesome. for having me. And as always, great time. And I can't wait to do it again (laughs) and that was all for today's fun raw talk with one of my best friends caroline if you enjoyed this conversation please be sure to share the episode on your instagram story tag the podcast instagram at what fulfills you and myself at emily e duong and of course even better share this with a friend you can just uh if you're listening on spotify or apple you can just literally click the share button and text this to a friend who you know would enjoy this conversation. And if you are curious on where you can get 
the What Fulfills You card game. We actually did a few of those at the end of the episode. You can find all of that and other merch at whatfulfillsyou.com. Everything is linked in the show notes, including access to my weekly email newsletter, where I'm sending you guys weekly insights on all things from my travel hacks to nuggets I come across in books I'm reading, my dating mindset, my approach to career and career building, personal finance, everything that I personally do in my life. So if you're curious, you can sign up to get my weekly email newsletter. All of it is linked in the show notes. Thanks again for tuning in, you guys. I will chat with you all in the next episode. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.